So here we go then everybody, welcome to another edition of Where Are They Now, the series where I catch up with former town players who get their insight and memories during their time at Portman Road. And today I'm joined by former town fullback Chris Macon. My friend, great to be joined by you, all the way from Qatar. How's things? Yeah, Ross, all good, all good. It's dark and dingy, it's the start of the winter season here, so uh, yeah, I'm not liking it. It reminds me of Manchester, so I like it when it's a little bit more sunnier. Well, yeah, been out here for about, what have we done here now? I think it's our 12th season now, me and Nicky Summerbet, a name you might know. So we've been out here and we covered a local league in English. And uh, yeah, our 12th season. It's, a, it's flown by, mate, flown by. Yeah, 12 years in, in that country. That's, and yeah, yeah you said that the weather's much better there because <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold now. I shouldn't moan because you've got storms, haven't you? Storms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the heating's on. The heating is on. I've got blankets Who, over me. Who's the next away game for Ipswich for town? Who is it? Well, we're currently on international break, so um, right, it's currently West Brom. West Brom is up next. Not that far away, is it? No, so it's not That's too bad. bad. You, you, not be. bad that. You've no. been to you've been to further and worse grounds in that, haven't you? Yeah, there's some <laughs> there's some fans listening to this. I'm sure they've gone. Yeah, we've been to Pl- like yeah. Plymouth is a long way. Plymouth is a long way to go. Yeah, about Plymouth, yeah. I was down there, um, where was that? Um, not the summer, two summers ago. I was down in uh, near Plymouth, went past the ground there. It is a long way. It's a long way from anywhere, that Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine playing for Plymouth. Every away game's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's an overnight job everywhere. I think even Exeter, their derby is still like two hours, which is just... Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. How long does yeah. it take to get to Plymouth then? Oh, on a good there. run, five hours probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so yeah, yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah, I don't know how Qatar and Plymouth have yeah. come together, but we've uh, we've done it, my friend. I've got a soft spot for them because we usually poly gig down in uh, Cornwall and Devon, so I've always followed the results of Plymouth, and uh, well, they pipped them down to, uh, to the title last year. They did. Uh, they're doing okay. It's which are doing better this year, aren't they? But Still doing all right, Plymouth, aren't they? They're doing okay, yeah. Fair play to yeah. Plymouth. I think um, it's become were they a lot. Good side? Were they a good side last year? They were. They were. They we didn't beat them last year, so right. they did. They did okay. And um, with the budget they've got, and I think it's a well-run club, which I think yeah. that's what I respect. I respect clubs who have got well-run clubs. They've got you know yeah. people who behind the scenes who care about it. Um, yeah. And thankfully, that's what we've got at which now we've got those that care Absolutely. now behind it yeah. um, and stuff like that. So. Um, but yeah, championship is a, a different beast to League One. So be interested to see how Plymouth does. But yeah, I know. But you, you, you're looking at two well-run clubs, like you just said. I mean, like unbelievable. It's just town how they've turned it around. All those years, like you know, just really struggling, and you're just thinking how long they're going to stay down in the not in the championship in the, in League One. And all of a sudden, it just turns on its head, doesn't it? The good times are back. The winning games. The crowds are back. It's uh, like say new owners. New manager, new players, and it just looks a completely different football club now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, if they get, if they go, if they can get into the play, I thought this year playoffs, you know, just on the back of last year's success and with the confidence, they can get into the playoffs. But if they get uh, promoted automatically, straight after, oh my word, buzzing, won't it? Yeah, I think um, we're scared. Yeah, we're scared to say the p word. Um, 
you know, Premier League and all that. But it's, you know, currently, as we record this, we're now in the international break, we said, and we're, we're yeah. top. I don't want to say joint top because we are. It, we are on goal difference. We're second. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, to think 16 games in and we are oh, know, yeah. fighting with teams. We're in, Now we're sandwiched in between the teams who've got relegated from the Premier League. So, yeah, but it, the financial backing they get when they drop down into the championship massively. You got to remember, Ipswich have only just come up from League One. Yeah. And you're going up against those, you know, the big premiership teams that have got massive money. <clears throat> they're still on the parachute payments, aren't they? So their budget is in a completely different stratosphere at the moment compared to Ipswich. That's why I'm, I'm glad they're Plymouth and Ipswich are doing really well. Yeah. But there's some, there's some good teams in that top six, isn't there? Yeah. So I'd want to call in it for the, the playoffs and who, who gets promoted. You you said about Leicester before, but they've lost the last couple. Yeah. It drags you down that championship. You're playing on a Saturday and a Tuesday. And it's, you know, Saturday, Tuesday. It's a lot of games, isn't it? Yeah, it's just exciting. I think town fans are just enjoying the ride. And uh, Oh, yeah. what, after all them years? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You never know, mate. You never know, do you? What's um what's the coverage like of the championship in Qatar then? What's what what do you guys get out over there? I know mo- mostly of it's Premier League, and you guys probably cover the Premier League with you know what you do with your job. But is there much? Yeah, I've got, I've, got the, I've got the fire stick out here, and I've got being sports. So between uh, the pair of them, I, I look at I look in the results more than anything else. I don't really watch a lot of football nowadays. It does me head in. So um, I like I'm always on my phone looking at the scores and. Still got a soft spot for all on the yes. X club, so I hope uh, it switch and someone get promoted. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, um, that sort of segues nicely, really, because we we're saying about you know uh, us doing well at the moment. Of course, you joined the club when we were doing really well in the Premier League, um, and yeah. of course, joining from Sunderland. You know, how does that sort of move come about, really, then, Chris? Because you know, joining from a league rival, um, and yeah, it's a weird one because we were both up there. I think. When I was at Sunderland, I think we were in f- f- uh, fifth or sixth place or something like that. But we, we was both, and each switch were riding high. I think they were in similar position or third or fourth or something like that, doing really well. How the move came about, I just didn't have a clue about it. Just I went to a reserve game at Sunderland one evening and uh, Ricky Sprazier pulled me and said, um, have you had a word with your agent? I said, no. I said, uh, well, you're going to switch with? I said, am I? So, on the phone straight away to be agent, and uh, I said, you better, he didn't know anything about it as well. So you better find out about it. Which it was a bit of a shock because I was settled at Sunderland. We had a good side. Um, I didn't hear the rumours of them getting rid of me. But as soon as he said that, once you're not wanted, you you best getting getting out of there. So I think I talked to Mike Summerby of all people at the time. He was saying no. Because he he spent a lot of time with the um, film. What was the film? Skates of Itra. He yeah. spent a lot of time with uh, John Walk and you know the Ipswich Town boys. And I think he spent a lot of time down in Ipswich and going to some Ipswich games. He said, "You got to go down there." He said, "You'll love it. It's a great club and all that." So um, yeah, went for talks and um, yeah, signed for Ipswich and, uh, and we had a. I think I signed in March. He did, yeah. Uh, um, and we, yeah, we had a fabulous time, mate. Fabulous time. Ended up getting in the UEFA Cup. We should have gone in the Champions League, really. Went to the last game. Still gutted about that. Uh, I think Liverpool were at Derby. 
on the last game. Um, so we should have we should have been in the Champions League really. But anyhow, we got a new UEFA Cup and uh, yeah, we, we had some good games in that. Some great times, though, yeah. Yeah, man, and yeah, because so, it's a weird time because you, you know that we didn't really have a transfer window back then because of course signing in March, which is just it's crazy, really. Because I know mean, you could just sign any sort of time, can't you? Ross, you, you caught me off guard. I can't even remember if there was a transfer window. I don't know, mate. No, 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 can't go back that far, mate. It's too no. No. many years ago. Yeah, yeah, it, no? yeah. You said you signed in March, and you know that's halfway through a season. So, and I think you already played us twice that season. You're coming towards the um, end, then. Ross, yeah. coming towards the end, the latter, you know, you're really in the mix, and aren't you? I mean, Ipswich were flying high. Sunderland, we we had these hands on getting in Europe as well. So you're, you're coming up to the big games in March, April, and there's a few in May. So that's the business end of the season. So, yeah, strange time to um, <clears throat> join a football club, really, especially when you're competing. Both clubs are competing for a European slot. Yeah. It, it seems strange to talk about it now, doesn't it? Like Sunderland <laughs> and Ipswich. Yeah, like both going through a European place, but you never know. Do you? you don't know what's around the corner. They're both yeah. doing okay in the championship. But yeah, back then oh we were we were top teams yeah. back in the Premier League, yeah. fighting for the best places. And uh, yeah. how, how was that to settle then coming to to Ipswich? Because yeah, I'm sure you were based in you know up in Sunderland and stuff. And you have to yeah, it's March the season. There's gonna be games coming thick and fast. You know, can you remember? You know how you had to settle <laughs> in Ipswich that? and stuff. I was okay mentally. It was just like I said. Once I knew Sunderland wanted to get rid of me, I was on I was more or less on my bike. Anyway, I was just a t- <coughs> excuse me a matter of agreeing the uh, the terms. But I was always I was always okay mentally about. I had it in my head like it was a short career, so like ten twenty years, and you just go where where you want it and where the football is. And I knew I was joining a, a a great football club, so I was okay mentally. Yeah. And it's which was uh it's which was okay. Yeah, a bit smaller than Sunderland and where they've been before Marseille and Manchester, but no, no problems whatsoever. Yeah, sleepy Suffolk, they call it. You know, it's sleepy Suffolk. I think I think I spending about three and a half years, I think I spent the most in my professional career, I think I spent I think that was the most I spent at a football club. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah. Apart from all them at the start, but apart from that, yeah. Yeah. And um, of course, George Burley was your gaffer. Um, yeah. What was your relationship like with George? You know, he's a former a fullback as well in his, yeah. his playing days. But yeah, what what was that sort of first conversations like with George? You know, with that interest in signing you. George had played for Sunderland as well. Yeah. Um, many people might not know that. But, um, yeah, former fullback. Um, you got to remember, he, he, he's quite an easy signing because they were they were bouncing. He was buzzing, so it's just. Everyone's on a high. They're playing well. It's not hard to settle into a good football team, is it? And George was, you know, he would have been delighted with where the club was. And just everyone's smiling. The training ground's a happy place. So it wasn't hard to settle down and, and get on with people. So it was an easy transfer there. Yeah, and uh, which players sort of helped you settle? Because there's some big characters in that. You know, definitely one player I think of is straight away is Jim Magilton. I'm sure he was one straight away. Jim, yeah, oh, Jim. Yeah, we became we became quite close, uh, Jermaine Wright. We had we had listen. When you're playing that well in the Premiership, you do, uh, remember most of them predominantly uh, British and Irish players. You, you have to have good characters and good lads, and all the all most of the lads, if not all the lads, were really good. Uh, Richard Naylor, Bam Bam. Uh, if I'm missing anyone out, I apologise. But yeah, great set of lads. But you need that when you when you 
when you're playing well in the Premiership or to do well in the Premiership, you have to have a load of good lads, and uh, it's just had it. Yeah, and uh, speak more about George. I had George on on this podcast um, many times, and we spoke about you yeah. know that that's that season because yeah, finishing fifth, which was just a fantastic achievement from just getting promoted the season before after many yeah. playoffs, you know, heartbreaks and stuff, you know, winning at Wembley and you know finishing fifth with the team we had. Um, yeah. what, what can you remember? What he sort of asked you to do when you signed in terms of what he wanted from you? Because, you know, we were Not, riding high, we are still getting wins and stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't really... Um, sorry, I'm just pouring myself a coffee. Dad. Um, okay, enjoy. I don't really remember George sitting me down and telling me how to play. I think he... I think it was more uh, Dale, he's number two. Remember yeah. Dale, who sadly passed away uh, not long after I joined him. I'd done something in training, not pulled out of a tackle, but I didn't, I didn't go into a tackle properly. And I more or less got told off by Dale, reminding me of why I was signed. He took me to the side, did it away from the lads, but told me why. So what are you doing? What's the matter? I said, I'm not going to go through someone in training. He said, no, that's what you've brought here for. You, you know, you're aggressive. That's your game. That's how we want you to be. We want you to be aggressive, start making the tackles. So I knew I had a, 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 um, a role to play and that was my role. So I can't remember George sitting me down, but it was more Dale Roberts more than anyone having a word with me, saying, that, you know, keep it going and, and get stuck in. So Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of players who've mentioned um, Dale because um, what's, you know, his impact as a coach and, you know, sadly yeah. passed away, didn't he, you know, a few yeah. years later. Um, yeah. And I think it's always good for a manager to have a good number two, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They feed off each other, bounce off each other. Dale was good. He was, um, well, no, George was quite forthright, but Dale was, he, he would let you know. I think Dale was a Geordie. I think he was up from up the northeast. So we would let you know if, you know, if he wasn't what, putting in the hard yards or making the tackles. It was a slightly different game back then. You had to, you had to as a fullback, you had to be um, aggressive and make the tackles because you was up against the a direct opponent in, in a winger, so it was a different game then, and yeah, we won't be allowed to do it nowadays. But you know, Dale was a good coach, and uh, I think I think Mogger had just joined the coaching staff. I think Mogger yeah. was one of the backroom staff as well, so they had a they had a good um, they had a great set of lads there on and off the pitch. Yeah, and obviously, um, of course, scoring the goals up top was Marcus Stewart. And uh, yeah. I think when you, you joined in, he was, you know, on that, you know, there was that talk about him potentially getting a call-up for England, never got it. I think the games you did play in, he, he did score a hat-trick away at Southampton. Um, but yeah, I remember that game. Actually, yeah. Uh, I remember that game. I think that was, was it a Monday night game? Yeah, it was. It was on Sky, that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was on Sky. Um, when it's all going for you well, then it's just, when you look back to those days, you think, oh my... I think even if Marcus Stewart looks back on, on those days. and I first played with Stu as a schoolboy for England. We traced it back to uh, under-15s. I played with him then. So I knew, him for, I knew him for a number of years and he just had one of those seasons where everything he touched ended up in the back of the net. Very similar to uh, the, the Kevin Phillips who left at Sunderland. You know, they just seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Not the biggest of strikers, Kevin Phillips and, and Marcus Stewart, uh, but both quite good in the air, good technique, and um, yeah, he just had one of those seasons where just he just he was getting good service as well. Don't forget, yeah. it is a team game at the end of the at the end of the day, and 
and Kevin Phillips had good service at Sunderland and I went down to Ipswich and, and, and Stu was getting great service as well. He had Martin Royce on one side. Who was on the right hand side? Who was on the right hand side then? They used to switch it about. And now Jamie Clapton yeah. would play. Or yeah. Herman was there as well. Herman, yeah, yeah. We could all play in different positions. So if one of us got, uh, got injured, that seemed to help that you had another person that could come in and play in that position as well. So yeah, he had a lot of good service, uh, Marcus Stewart. But his movement was good. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you played. I think yeah, ten games. You know, when you signed that season, where yeah. we finished fifth. And um, I'm going to quickly bring up a picture of you on your debut, and um, and it's uh, away at Aston Villa. And this shirt is very baggy, isn't it, Chris? Um, back the then, hair. yeah. I used to put gel in my hair then and everything. Look at that's a shame, isn't it? My wife's just coming over to have a look. She's never seen me like that before. Look at that. Can his shirts? I used to wear a ton then. It was a nice, that was a nice kit, that. was. We very rarely wore that one. But that, no, was, that, that was a weird situation because I'd played for, in, uh, for Sunday on Monday night against Villa. That was on Sky. That was a Monday night game. And then on the Saturday, I'm playing Villa away for this pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, we just joined and we lost 2-1 at home. <laughs> I hope we still qualify for Europe. I, hope haven't, I haven't signed and put a mocker on things, but... Yeah, was a, that was a nice kit, that one. I'd say, but I don't know if you, if you ever uh, bring up a picture from, was it that season or the following season? We wore a special kit at Blackburn. It, I think it was all black. Yes. I'll the only time we wore it. Yeah. yeah, I think we already, yeah, the only once. only time we yeah. wore it, Blackburn away. Yeah, some some nice kits, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the the home team, what I've noticed this year, the, the home shirt, sorry for it, which is similar to the the one that we wore then. Yeah, they um, basically that's how that's what basically was the the big selling point is that that's what they were. It It was basically that's inspired by that kit. Uh, So that's why Marcus Stewart was part of the the kit launch and everything like that. Oh right, okay. Um, So yeah, who's the Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Who? Ed Sheeran. Oh, Umbro. Umbro. Sorry. Umbro. Oh, they gone back to Umbro. Yeah. Yeah, come back to Umbro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Let, let the sort of the audio listeners know it was the the white away kit from that um, that season for just for the audio. So that's what we're that's the picture I brought up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, just the kits nice were kit. made differently back there, weren't they? Just they're just so bag. I just look at them and you just like, Man. yeah. Just sometimes if you look at it now, you think, how do we run it? Especially if it was raining, how would you run about? There was there was one we wore at uh, Sunland. We won it in the playoff final against Charlton. I don't know if you remember it. It was like a, a mustard colour. That was the heaviest kit ever I've ever worn. And we wore it, and it was it was a player final game. It was boiling. And we got about the pitch, I'll never know, which was ridiculous. You, you won't be allowed, allowed to wear it now. It's like wearing an overcoat. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that just... Although, did you have... You probably didn't have many um, other spare kits around, if you know what I mean. Like, I know the players now, they have loads of, like... You know, if you get you know it gets muddy or something like half time, they can change it. Back then, did you have, you know, were you able to change it or not? If you remember, no, I think we got the kits at the end of the season. Then Ross, yeah. I think we got like two or three um, different tops, or the, like the white one, the blue one, the black one. I think yeah. we got one of each at the end of the season. Nothing like what they do today, where they just yeah. to swap them every game, don't they? Because they do. I don't know what I did. I think I gave all my kits, so I gave them to people who wanted them or charities yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I've got one or two left now, but anyway. 
definitely. And uh, sort of sum up that season, you know, the end of that season, as you said, you came in, um, unfortunately, you know, missed out in the Champions League, finishing fifth. But that's still such a, you know, a great yeah. achievement. How would you sort of sum up that, that first 10 games? As I said, you play 10 games, you know, there's a few, still a few good wins in there. Sadly, some defeats. I think we, we actually relegated Man City, didn't we? You know, Joe Rawls, Man City. That was on my birthday, that. And, um, yeah, I had my family down, my dad and all that, who were all City fans. And uh, they had that night, we beat them. We, we, we uh, relegated City that night. So, um, what was the defeat? Remember Villa? Villa, did yeah, we lose yeah. against? We beat West Ham, your second game. That was then a good win. 1-0. 1-0. Royster. Royster did, yeah. Southampton, yeah. then 3-0, we won. Murdered then Liverpool them, yeah. was a 1-1 draw. Remember that? 1-0 down, uh, yeah. That was a good draw, that, because we played well second half, yeah. To, to actually look at this, you had a good start. You know, you lost your first game at Villa Park, but then you went on to win, you know, and draw. So the next game after that was Newcastle, which was 1-0 win. Stu, Marcus Stu, that, that was at home. Yeah, um, I think I've got Hold a picture up. of actually you in action against Newcastle, actually, is... John McGrill. Oh, Solano. Solano. Look at John there. Look at the hair. There's loads of <laughs> his hair everywhere, isn't there? Look at that. Yeah. That's Solano, that, isn't it? Yeah, Nobato Solano. Yeah, I think he got sent off in that game, I think, if I remember. No. Really. No. He did. He I'm just, I've got it up. He did get sent off. Hey. Eh? He got sent off in that game. He got straight red. Against Newcastle? Yeah. No, not you. Solano got sent off. <laughs> Oh, right. Well, remember, Not you. Don't remember, hey, remember he's bad, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The Salada got sent off. off, did he? He did. I think, I think he saved it on like, the line or something. I think he handballed right. it on the line. Yeah. I think that's how well, we... I remember that, that, was a weekend, that was a weekend game. That was a bit of a tough game, that against Newcastle. But well, then we went up straight up to Borough. We went up to Middlesbrough. I think we travelled straight up or something like that. And we, we ended up... I think we ended up playing them on the Monday. Was it like that time... Uh, Bank Holiday Monday. Yeah. And I think we beat Borough. I think we beat them as well, away. We did, yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm looking now, like, to be fair, your I'll, record, the games you I'll played in the games, we only lost two games from when you played. Take that, so, mate. Two so out of ten, I'll say that, them stats any day. That's like, you may, I don't know if you missed maybe one or two games, you know, maybe you missed some games. I don't know if you got injured in that early, you know, at any remember, point. Um, can't remember missing a game. Nice. I think we had a pretty good, yeah, we had a pretty good record really when you came in. We just, unfortunately, you know, maybe the draws and other teams around us just got the wins and we just missed out, unfortunately. Remember beating Coventry at all? Yeah, Coventry. Yeah, that was a 2 0 um, win. Lost at Charlton, 2 1. That was on TV. Then beat Man City and then drew 1 1 with Derby to end the season, which oh, maybe. Yeah. Could have been one, 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 lost one, last three games, yeah, yeah. So we dropped the points the last three games, then. Yeah, I think at that point it's because we, yeah, we missed by a point. I uh, know by two points for Leeds because Leeds finished fourth, Liverpool finished third. Um, but then even Arsenal had seventy points. We were four points from Arsenal in second, so <laughs> it's it's mental. What, how many it's points were we? What what was? How many points were we behind Leeds? Two points. And Leeds were on the same points as Liverpool. Uh, one point above Liverpool, so they're on 69, 68, and then we're on 66. And then Arsenal in second, we're on 70 points, which wow, it's crazy to actually think back. Yeah. 
And then wow. Man United, they what they won the league, but with eighty points, so fourteen points were away from. You know, that's, I know it's stupid to think about it now, but it's not that yes. you know. If we didn't drop a few points here and there, it's just you that's never amazing. know. <laughs> yeah, but back back to the back to the um, yeah the overall feeling was incredible. Really, I think I remember it's in the playoffs. So to go from playoffs knocking on the door in the playoffs, and I remember George Burley's size knocking on the door, and then getting that year that when they got promoted against Barnsley at, at Wembley to then qualify for Europe when you, you're up against the big boys then like you say Leeds United who spent a bomb Liverpool Arsenal all those teams you, the, the budget is scary compared to um, it's, it's town so to get in Europe even though we, it went to the last game we were disappointed not to get in the Champions League it's still still an amazing um Way to end the season, unbelievable, unbelievable. Especially like we said before, you know, all all the all the seasons since then when it's been hard taken and, and dark days, and you're in League One, and you think back now, you think, how did we get in Europe? But it can happen, can't it? It can be done. It can be, it can be, and uh, then going into the next season, and we decided to spend a bit of money, didn't we? Uh, George decided yeah. to, you know, he, you know, you got the Premier League money, let's go and buy. And I, I've spoken to George since, and he, he, I think he does regret maybe some of the signings. You know, of course, we brought in for Needy, we brought in Serena, the goalkeeper. Um, how did you look at that in terms of them coming in? It's just maybe different culture players, and yeah, you know what? Very similar. To, uh, Peter, he did it at Sunderland, went the the the. As we called it back then, the foreign route, um, because you could get you could get the foreigners in and be on a, a lot less money. Although we did get Serini in and um, Finidi Joe, they would they would have been on they were probably the, the top two earners at the time. But uh, normally you could get a, a foreign player in for a lot less money, maybe in terms of the transfer fee. So I could see why clubs went down that way. It was it was it was a, it was difficult for team. It was easier for United and Liverpool's and Arsenal's, Chelsea's who used to bringing in um, uh, the foreign players. But for the team that was British-based, predominantly like Ipswich and Sunderland, I thought it was a lot harder because you're interrupting the, the team spirit that normally gets you to those places, really. And it, I thought it was a very similar um, scenario with Sunderland where Peter Reid did the same. He went down the foreign route and it doesn't. He, he, he never works out for Sunderland and it never works out for Ipswich. It just seemed to... I don't know... It, I, how can I describe it? It upset the balance. Yeah, that's the best way I can put it, really. Plus, you're going for, in two years. You're going from winning in the championship, or yeah, the championship, winning a playoff game. Two years later, you're playing in European games on a on a uh, on a Thursday night, and then playing on a Sunday. It's just it's a lot to take. It is a lot to take in. Um, Maybe the amount of games had a bit of a bit of an effect on us, but I remember going on. A, we went on a fantastic run. I don't know when it started. We went on a like a ten game run. It was just before we played Liverpool at home, and they spanked us six now or six one or something like. But before that, we was on we was on a fantastic run. We pulled clear of the relegation zone, and I thought we we turned the corner there. I think we we beat Fulham. We went to Everton. We we started winning games, and I thought. We're okay now. We're all right. I don't know whether we was out with the UEFA Cup or not, but I just thought the season's settled down. We're okay. And then Liverpool spans a six now. 
I think George took her to Cyprus. We came back and we got done off Southampton at home and we didn't seem to recover. Uh, I, sometimes you just don't know why, really. It just, just happens. But that that was a hard game, that Southampton one at home. I can remember, Mar- was it Marsden, the midfielder, went through on a bit of a mazy run? Yeah. I think they won 2-3-0 or something like that? Or? 3-1. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's 3-1. 3-1. Yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, that... that- we had a good um, sort of Christmas period and the new year we that came through and, you know, we beat Sunderland 5-0 just before the new year. Oh, which, uh, Remember that, yeah. yeah. Fanidi. Fanidi yeah. had a great a game. Yeah. Had a great game. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell, uh, tell you what we did. We did the double over Tottenham. We did. I think we beat them at home and then we went down the White Hart Lane. Alan Armstrong scored an overhead kick. Did. Yeah. Yeah. 2-1 at White Hart Lane and then, yeah, the home yeah. game. If I can get it up quickly where I can find it. Um, I can't find it here. But, yeah, it was... like That's what I mean. There's some results, you know, we're getting wins against some of the still some big teams. Like Everton, we always used to always beat Everton. I think that was always... Matt, Matt Holland right. used to always score there. Right. You know. Yeah, we went up there and won there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2-1 at Porton Road, actually, because we had, as a quick turnaround. We played them on Boxing Day. That's right. um, yeah. Uh, or the 22nd, the 22nd of December, we played them at White Hart Lane, and then we played them on yeah. the 12th of Jan. So some quick, right. quick turnaround winning both those games. Um, yeah. Of course, that's when we, we signed Marcus Bent. That's when Marcus Bent came in, and um, he, he scored a few goals. Um, I didn't realise he came in over Christmas. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a wow. few players. Once again, that's when the window, transfer window, was just just it was a free for all because you just signed anybody at any, any point. As you said, you, you signed in March. You just signed yeah. any time. Kind of yeah. remember Ross. I don't know if, if there was a transfer window. I don't know if there was a winter window or whatever they call yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Bensi came in then as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that, go on. Yeah. That, that last season, you know, we, as you said, we were playing in the UEFA Cup. You know, we, we had to travel to Russia, Sweden, and Italy. Um, obviously, yeah. we'll get on to the one particular game in a sec. But how? What was that like playing in Russia? Yeah, it was. Um, that was brilliant. It was superb. Listen, you're talking about a load of lads there that are very similar to you and the, the suppose we dreamed of that as kids, yeah. and now we're doing it. Now we're living it. Now we're going over there. <clears throat> we played in that. The, uh, I think it was a, the Olympic Stadium, the massive one that they used yeah. in the for the World Cup. It's a massive stadium, so absolutely buzzing with all that, mate. It's just what what we dreamed of as kids. So to do it, it was, uh, and you'd always think to yourself, you know, as you're coming up as a footballer, imagine playing in Europe every year and you know doing what United and Liverpool and all those teams do, Arsenal's and all that, and, and you're actually doing it. You're travelling away. You've got to make the arrangements. It's different. It's <laughs> you're travelling midweek, then you're coming back, and you've got to get your head down playing on a on a Sunday, I think we failed to to deal with that really, but it was a great experience, honestly. And I'm sure the fans, I know the fans loved it because they it went is. to when they went to Milan, they took about ten, eleven thousand. Mad, yeah, it's just yeah. incredible. That's one thing I think a lot of fans they wish you know hopefully we can come back one day, you know, just because now we've got the the Conference League, it's like oh, it's more more potential to do these random European tours because yeah, they go to Russia and Sweden. Of course, Italy. Of course, you've got to win these games. Like I think there's not many teams who win in Russia, um, and of course we did. Yeah, I think we, we was all um, we was taking the Mickey a little bit. No, we, that was our saying at the time of the change. No one wins in Moscow. 
<laughs> but it was a, I don't know if you got remember that game or go back to it or get the highlight. There's a it's one of the worst misses ever <clears throat> from one of the Russian players. I don't know where he missed it. He hit the, I don't know whether he hit the bar or it went over. He was about two, three yards out. I don't know how he missed it, but he missed it. It's one of the worst misses ever in football. And, it, and uh, yeah, it happened in that match. Yeah. Great that, yeah. Have a look at the highlights of that game. Who was the team we played? I was, there's three teams from Moscow in there. I was getting mixed Me, up. Torpedo Moscow was a team. T- Torpedo Moscow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. a look at the highlights over there and have a look at that miss. Unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, Finidi scored and Marcus scored from the spot um, as we won 2-1. Yeah, yeah, that's just incredible. I know there's a few fans I know who went to that game. It was just, just, uh, yeah, just something that you had to do. When they had the opportunity, you just got to do it. Like, just take time off work. Even skip work, just go, because you just like, you never know when this is going to happen again. Oh, you've got to, mate. I think we had quite a healthy following that night, I think, yeah, and all the way in Russia and I think we went to Sweden Nets, Helsingborg. Yeah. Uh that that was a that was a tough one. That was a bit of a tough night. Um and then we ended up going to Milan as well, didn't we? So, well, you actually yeah. um I've just quickly got bring this winning game. You came on in the thirty eighth minute for Fab. So Fab must have got injured in that game and you came on in the thirty eighth minute. So Where's that? That's in, in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember coming on, yeah. I think we won two or three. Yeah, three one. Yeah, three one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two late yeah, goals. We had a score. Yeah, <clears throat> it was just a really cold, bumpy pitch and physical. I just remember it being a physical game, but anyhow, we came through it. So, yeah, uh, remember it being freezing over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weather. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been to Sweden a few times. It's it's a lovely country, but it's it's too cold when it gets to that time of year. Because I think when, when's that? That is November, November. So that is, oh, yeah. Remember going on a few walks. We, you like to get out of the hotel sometimes, go for a walk, go for a coffee and all that. And it's right near the water. I don't know whether it was a lake or the sea. And the, the wind was coming in off the, off the lake or the sea. It was freezing. I think you know, right, we're going to be in free. When the weather's like that, you just know, well, back in the day, you, know, you knew it was going to be a battle. Yeah. And the pitch wasn't the best. You just think, yeah, come on, it's it's a battle for ninety minutes. Yeah. Get through it. Try and whenever you get a chance, play your football. But apart from that, just win your headers, win your tackles, <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> get out of town. Get in and get out. Of, get out yeah. of town with the three points or the win, whatever. Because sometimes you're like, yeah, let's win the first, let's win the home leg, and then you know you just never know what happens in the second leg. Um, but thankfully, well, like, we yeah, if you play at home. Did we play all three times? Yeah, there's like two legs back then. Yeah, back then there used to be... Did we win them as well? Did we win all the whole We drew at home at Porton Road, nil-nil. Against who? Helsingborg. Oh, right, nil-nil. And then the second leg, we won 3-1, where Marcus had to score two late goals. So uh, What was was Torpedo at home? What score was that? Torpedo at home was 1-1. We drew 1-1 with them. Oh, right. Yeah, Titus scored a late 85th minute equaliser. So uh, we had to that. get to get a, like yeah. a, a, you know a goal, and then yeah, fa- thankfully we 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 beat them two one at their place. But yeah, yeah it's, right. they're tough games. You just never know. I don't know how much footage you guys would have seen of those teams. Would there have been much? I can't. Ross couldn't even tell you. I can't remember yeah. if we saw any footage. Yeah, everyone knew about um, Inter Milan. We wouldn't have seen anything about Torpedo, would we? <laughs> Nothing. 
Uh, Helsingborg, they, I think they had a bit of history in Europe or they regularly qualified for Europe. I don't know. In some land we knew about them, but then you don't know hiding to nothing, aren't you, with the names they had on their team. So. Yeah. Well, well luckily, um, they had a few names out in the first leg. They still had some good names out. It's top names out. Um, uh, what a win that was. Yeah, let's let's what let's segue to right into it, my friend, because uh, yeah, what a night yeah. under the lights at Port and Road, yeah. and yeah, okay, well, they didn't have the the big big dogs, but they still had some. You know, Seedolf still plays, the Netty still played. The Netty um, Seedolf. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a name now. I don't know if, if you got the team sheet. There. Did Adrian, Adriano play? He was on the bench. I think sure he came on. He came on. Yeah, 56th minute. Yeah. 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 Uh, so who else played then? Anyone else? Have you got the team sheet there? Or? I just, I'm not really good with names. So, <laughs> not good with the, you're Italian. Although I'm half Italian, which is bad for me. I've actually got Italian. Oh, that's, that's really, you know, that's really bad. It's really bad. Um, do you know what? I can share my screen and then we can have a little look at the. Uh, I'm probably team. wishing you, Ross. Probably, yeah. I don't know, mate. I've got a, I've got a history. The listeners know that. Was, it a, was it a kid in midfield that he ended up going to Newcastle? Was that? Um, let's have a little, a little look. Smallest my... stature. Can you see my screen? This is the. Yeah. Zanetti Cadoba. That's a big name. Di Baggio. Yeah. Zanetti. He's the Turkish Larini. Yeah. And Tola. Still a good side, though, wasn't it? Very good side. Right. Well, look at our side. Yeah. As Terman, Vino played, so Gemma, Matt. Oh, uh, Perel, uh, what's his name? Perelta. Yeah, Sixto, Sixto yeah. Because he was, um, He's in he was uh, on loan, weren't he, from Inter Milan as well? Oh, so it was a weird thing. Can I go um, play? So Alan Armstrong came on as sub. Yeah, he must Yeah, he came on. Yeah, seventy seventh minute. So it took him four minutes. He came on for for Bam Bam. It took him three minutes to go and score that header, which is oh well, unbelievable. Yeah, good time to score that. Not bad that. Very Nine good minutes time. left. Yeah. Now yeah. you'd, you'd have about twenty minutes left, wouldn't you? <laughs> Pretty much because of the amount of time. <laughs> yeah, the amount of time. It's it's incredible. Uh, but yeah, bring back yeah that memories of that night. Then you know, playing Inter Milan, the, the giants of Italian football, and just yeah, beating them one 0 Just the atmosphere, the buzz around the ground when you go towards the ground, you just feel it. It's just you know when it's different, you just know it's different, and you don't know you're going to win. But you, well, you just don't know how a football game's going to go. But sometimes it just goes your way and. Um, just yeah, just remember the ground exploding when Alan scored. It was such a good goal because he was when he headed it, he was more or less leaning back or he was on his way back and he had to he had to use his neck muscles to you know get it onto target. <clears throat> and um yeah, just the atmosphere, just it was just a special night, wasn't it? It's just like it's just up there, isn't it? Yeah. End of that's it. Pretty much, yeah. And can you remember what you guys did after that game? You know, I'm sure there was a lot of celebrations, and you know, of course, you still probably. I'm going to quickly find out what the game was after that because you said yeah, it was yeah. Thursday, Sunday. I'll quickly find the game, but yeah, what's that? Yeah, just memories of just 
after that night going, we've just beaten into Milan. Like we've got, of course, we've got to go to San Siro, which is a hard place to go. But like we're one 0 up in the first leg, we could potentially go here. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not being up, put on a down. I think I had to go to Manchester for my granddad's funeral the next day. I think I had to travel up for the funeral, so I don't think we. I went out. Um, who, who's the game after? Uh, so a nice goalless draw against Muddersborough at the Riverside. So, uh, so yeah, that was the. And then we played on Tuesday. We played Newcastle in the League Cup, and we lost four one uh, at St James's. So not a good two yeah, games. Not, not, not travelling. I remember those games. I remember the nil nil. Was that on a? That was on a Sunday. Yeah, that was. A, yeah, I think. Uh, I think we had a great chance with Pablo Canada. I can't remember. Them. Can't really remember. Um, yeah. Um, you guys must have stayed up that time because if we were playing, we played Middlesbrough and Newcastle, and you know we were playing at St James Park on the Tuesday, so you guys must have stayed up. Yeah. That. Yeah, we will have done. Yeah, it was too yeah. far to come back and, and go <laughs> yeah. back up. Um, I can't remember doing it, but we must have. Um, yeah, so as for going out in them days, it, it was a different game, and you know we, we, we were drinkers then. It was it was a different it was a different uh, ball game altogether. It was just starting to change in terms of preparation, how you looked after yourself. It was becoming more professional, but there was still that element of uh, if you had a good win, you went out for the pint and all that, which that's that's what it was back in them days. It was just changing during my time as, as a footballer over. the what did I spend 15, 20 years as a professional? I, I saw the change mm. uh, with the foreign players coming in, the managers taking on new ideas, the, the pre-matches, the, the after-match care. <clears throat> and it just became totally different. But I'm sure there's many a time when we had a great team spirit. Um, we all went out in it, switch and wherever. We didn't celebrate those wins. Of course we did, yeah. Yeah. Belling pubs in, in this switch and Suffolk. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, that's the, that's the only thing you can really do, really, in Suffolk, sadly, because it's the middle yeah. of nowhere. It's like, yeah. let's just go to the pubs because that's, that's the go-to, that's isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sadly, a lot yeah. of them are now closed because of, you know, are just they? how the industry is. There's so many. Is there any that you can remember on top of your head? Any pubs you can remember? No, I can't remember the names, um, but there was loads. There was, yeah. you got to remember, I lived in the in the, in the the town centre, Um so I just used to go for a walk around, around the town centre, go and do laps of it and walk around, go to the coffee bars. And when we had time off, I'd go for a pint and all the There's some belting pubs in Ipswich, absolutely beautiful belting pubs and bars. Uh, but I can't remember the names off the top of my head now. Well, I've, got, um, I've got a story here, actually. This is, um, I, asked, I asked a few questions on on social media and there's one guy called Kieran Lewis when um, uh, parents had uh, Sunderland friends down for a weekend back then, popped out for a Chinese, went into the Inkerman for a pint, and Chris Macon, you, you, you were there drinking, and he said, proper nice bloke. So, uh, Inkerman, oh, do you remember right. Yeah, I think it was run by a Sunderland, um, uh, uh, the landlord was a uh, Macca. I think it was, where was that? I can't remember where it was, but it was about 10, 15 minute ride. Um, I'm sure that was the, the Sunderland, uh, run by the, uh, the Sunderland, uh, uh, publican, so yeah, I remember that pub. Yeah, the incoming yeah. that rings a bell. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, when it whenever Sunderland came down to play, they all, they all went in there, yeah. So I remember that, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. of course, um, I spoke to a few players from that 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 team from the you know 2000 2001 team when you guys finished fifth. And there's 
there's a lot of that talk about that great bonding. You guys used to go out for, you know, meals all together. Um, of course, that yeah. changed, unfortunately, when the new signings came in. But that must have just been great, That just that, that team chemistry and just bonding. Yeah, but it, it was part of the game then. It, I was at Oldham. Where did I go after that? Back to Sunderland. Sunderland had a great team spirit. And, and we had it. It's, it's definitely, honestly... Yeah, you talk about the bonding, it was it was different than me. You can't do it nowadays, you can't have all the imagine seeing all the Ipswich squad on in um in the town yeah. <laughs> on social media. Yeah. The fans would be going mental, but it was done in them days, that's how it was. And they used to encourage it because it they used to say, you know, team bonding, team spirit. So they used to encourage it more than anything, but you couldn't do it nowadays. But uh, I'm glad I played in them days. I think nowadays it'd be a bit, um, I don't know, sterile or boring. I don't, it's just mm. like it's different. I know they earn a lot more money. You have to be a, a lot more professional. I get it, but I'm glad that I played in those days. It seems to be, a, seems to be a lot more fun, a lot more characters. You could get away with a lot more then as well. Yeah, phones, if they, you know, yeah, back then I'm sure if there was a lot of start, just starting yeah. to come in, then the phones, weren't they? It just yeah, they it wasn't really a big thing, though, was it? There was no social media. Back. No, no. Well, no. Um, when when the when the team won promotion, you know, from League One this year, a lot of them went out actually in town, and Kieran McKenna and his oh, coaching yeah. staff were in Isaacs yeah, and stuff. And they yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. You can do it when you when you're successful. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's at the end of the season. You you know you let you out. You got to you know, you got to let it explode sometimes and let it out, but. Um, I just think during the season, I don't think you can do it nowadays, especially you know, um, especially if you if you lose a match, even in back in them days, I think the same. What was it? Win or lose on the booze? It was it was a totally different mindset, and totally different game then. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand them last year um, going into town and celebrating, and I think the the punters would have loved that, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think the their fans just all they, and the players just embraced. They just all enjoyed it, and you know, yeah. I think the owners they put money behind loads of bars as well, just to go. Yeah, just everyone enjoy themselves. Yeah, so but, yeah, yeah. So I think it was a, a lovely, just a great weekend of just celebrations and you know, yeah, yeah it's just a different different game these days, and it's just it's just part, yeah, it's part and parcel of life as well. Yeah, it changes, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I said, not really a fan of the the modern game or how it treats the, the supporters and all that. So um, um, I'm, I'm glad I played and. You know, back in that day, how did what did George say about the uh, the the season when we got relegated in terms of Europe and what was his overall thoughts on the whole? From what season? I can remember, top of my head, I think he, it, I think there was a bit of regret, maybe that those signings, um, and of course he knew that, yeah, Sunday, you know, Sunday Thursday was a big factor as well, um, and yeah, it's just I think maybe just got ahead of, you know, just got a top of everybody, didn't it? You know, players in terms of minutes and everything. Um, but yeah. maybe looking back, maybe they weren't the right signings, potentially. You know, you, you always hard, want to like, dabble, don't you? It's hard, isn't it? It's, it's hard to get the right signing. Everyone's having a go. Finidi uh, George and his age and all that at the time. But then we, we just talked about, you know, when you're winning matches like <clears throat> Sunderland at home and we're beating them 5-0 and he's scoring, then, you know, you're on that that little bit of a mini wave of results at the time and it's all going well. He scored, did he score at Tottenham, did you say? Yeah. You know, so it's only when you're losing the games when you look back, you think, you know, you're nitpicking and 
Where did it go wrong? Why did it go wrong? But that always happens when you lose games. When you're winning, nobody seems to notice, does it? With a Champions League winner, which is, you know, I think a lot of people, because yeah. he actually, he played okay for us. I think there's just moments maybe where he went a bit missing and maybe just didn't it's perform. Hard, though, isn't it? Yeah. Our games, the English league is totally different to anything in Europe. It's just, it's just full blast for 90 minutes. And honestly, sometimes you're playing and you can't breathe. You cannot breathe. You're thinking, and everyone used to say, you'd be all right when you get your second wind. You think, when am I going to get my second wind? Sometimes it used to take an hour to get your second wind. It was just like, just, it was just absolutely breathtaking sometimes. So I can imagine, and he was in the last stages of his career, that he, he would find it physically hard. But I thought he did okay. I thought he did all right. He came in with a few goals, didn't he? Yeah. I think uh, I think Shirini was an interesting one, of course. He was coming here, and I think it got to like December, he went, I don't want to play. And I think that's when he I mean, didn't play. We're battling this. <laughs> we're battling relegation by that point. We're well, well and truly in it. I think we played um, an FA Cup tie at Dagenham. Yeah, Dagenham. Yeah. In the third round. Now, yeah. that was another one where it's freezing. Right. It's that's just going to be a battle. That is a battle. And I think he'd ask for a rest. I mean, you know, when you're in a relegation battle, you can't have. Characters, you can't have characters like that. You've got to be, you've all got to be together, and you've all got to want to play in the games. They're going to be hard, and you've got to want to do it. Well, you've all got to sit together. You can't be asking for the rest, and uh, that soon becomes a big issue within the group. As because um, when you're trying to bond, like you say, the, the bonding helps you win games sometimes. And when you have one or two that don't want to be part of the group or not part of the process, it spreads, mate. It spreads, yeah. and it spreads quick. Um, so I remember that instance there. That, that was an hard game. I remember that one. That stood out. I remember Jim got a fabulous volley in that game. Yes. Like top, right behind it when he volleyed it, it was like when the dips and went in the top corner. Uh, but that was a tough game. I think they went 1 0 up. Dagenham. Sure, they went 1 0 up. I think they did, yeah. I think they did. Yeah, I remember that. That was an hard game. Yeah, we were physical. Yeah, thankfully, 1 4 1. Thankfully, 1 4 1. Did we? 1 yeah. Right, I thought it was two one. I had two one of me. I put four one. Yeah, it was that was the first game. Was sorry, the first half was really they kept some turning us, and yeah. I think it was a wind. It was freezing. The pitch was, oh, anyhow, just what typical FA Cup game. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, like, yeah, you had Serena, who's Italian, and then you had Sixto Baralta, who, of course, is Argentinian, and he scored two goals in that game, so he was happy to play that game. What was Sixto like? Because I know he was a a player. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. I think you get it with the Argentinians who come over to England and the, the uh, for some reason either their man- mentality or their game suits the the English game. We've we've had it for decades with Argentinian players. They come over and they really suit the the, the English game. So not a problem. we signed a we signed a French kid as well. There was a left winger, but he got injured straight away and he he never. I think signed it for about a million or. One, one and a half million, I can't remember his name. And he got Fine. injured straight away. I don't think he ever, he might have played one or two appearances for it, Switch. You remember him, left winger? Oh, it put me on the spot here. I have to quickly find him. There could be some town fans listening and they're probably shouting yeah, at us they'll, now. And, they'll tell you, yeah. Um, let me have what a quick look. France? The transfers from that. Yeah. Um, Elric uh, Le Pen. Le Pen, yeah, Le Pen, Le Pen yeah, yeah. Le Pen. that's it, yeah. yeah, 
he got injured straight away and just didn't end up. <laughs> I don't think he ended up. He might have made one of one or two appearances. I think his debut, he, basically his debut, he got injured. I think like yeah, that's know, it. Yeah, yeah. 12, twelve minutes into his debut against yes, Bolton. that's it. And I think yeah. it was a bad one. It was his knee or his ankle or something. He ended up having an operation, and what a nightmare. So yeah, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yes, that's the problem. There's the name for you. Yeah, Richard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, blast from the past. That is. Yeah, I think yeah. we've done features on that, like players who we spent a lot of money on and then sadly got injured. Yeah, yeah I think he yeah just made. I think he made now one more appearance in the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, he got that injury. Yeah, one point four million we spent on him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Where did he? Did he play on after that? Did he go somewhere? Or have you got his bio? He, there? Went, he went back to France after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he played on thankfully, but uh, but yeah. just unfortunately for us, we we spent 1.4 million on him, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of money then, lots of money back then, yeah, 2001. So, yeah, so what's just... um, what's it's which is record signing? How much? Uh, Matteo Serini is the record signing, and that was that put us back for uh, 4.5 million. And then that, that that summer, let's have a little look actually that summer. So we signed Pablo. Of course, that was still young Pablo. Uh, Andy much? Marshall, of course, signed from Norwich. Uh, How much was Pablo? It was a free. It was a free transfer. Right, okay. Go on, Andy um, Marshall. Andy Marshall, free from Norwich. Uh, Tommy, good old Tommy Miller from Hartlepool. Of course, still young, very young Tommy. Yeah. Uh, Fanidi George, 3.1 million, that was. I didn't realise um, Fanidi was 3 million. Yeah, from Mallorca, he signed from. That's a big signing. Um, yeah. Uh, Serena, as I mentioned, 4.5. Thomas Garso. Thomas Garso yeah. for a million. From um, from uh, Denmark, of course. Um, Alrich Le Pen, 1.4 million. And then we signed Marcus in November for 3 million back then. Marcus. So, was, so you're getting over well over 10 mil, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's nothing, but back then it was a, that was big. Big dough, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, so Matt Serini's the, the record with four point five million. I mean, that's a drop in the ocean nowadays. That's like nothing. So weeks, so weeks wages for you, that Ross. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. yeah, for me, definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you yeah. won't get out of bed for that. No, uh, four point five mils is still the record. That's nothing, that's is it? Crazy. It's you nothing, know. is it? No. And sadly, you can, it's... Well, you can imagine. I'll tell you something. If if it's which get promoted this year. The rec- if they if they did um, smash the record, which they probably will do, the next signing would be the record signing would be about twenty thirty mil. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. would be, wouldn't it in today's yeah. market? And that's nothing. Market, yeah. no. You look at like good, teams like If you're going like to yeah. get a good decent, if if this switch gets to the Premiership next year and say they want a striker that's going to guarantee them fifteen twenty goals, you're going to have to pay. At least what 30 20, 20 mil, yeah, 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 and of course, clubs, clubs know if you have money, they know they'll that won't, put that won't, budget. yeah, and that won't be a big sign in, it'll just be like a decent striker, yeah, squad player, <laughs> you know, yeah. For that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? But it's changed completely, and it? it's just yeah, look at the figures mad. then, but they yeah. were big figures, and you got yeah. to remember, it's not just the figures, it was the wages that was, um, that was well. changing then. You know, yeah. they was they was coming in on big wages, so 
that and that always that always upsets the balance as well because the the uh, the squad and the and the yeah I was going to ask that did you did you guys talk much about that was money ever talked yeah, about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, players it, listen like I said before when you're winning it's not a problem but when you're losing everything gets magnified and I always remember um, who's losing games um, we knew they was on big dog. Um, and is straight away is that feeling of, well, wait a minute, we the, the players that were in the squad predominantly British, but you had Martin Royce or Holland, Herman, um, was he from Iceland? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so but predominantly a British squad. You think, wait a minute, we we got you there, and now you're bringing in these playing, and it was on big dog. Um, but like I say, it was. Um, there's a similar uh, similar feeling at Sunderland. I think a lot of clubs back in the day must have struggled with that type of, um, you know, the foreign players coming in because it was happening at all the clubs. And I think it was just that transitional um, period in English football. You yeah. was get you was getting the foreign players on a, on you was getting them for cheap in terms of transfer fees, but in terms of the 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 package, the wages. They were on uh, much more money, and uh, I don't think it sat well with a lot of the British players. No, and unfortunately, yeah, we got the relegation, didn't we? Sadly, you know, like yeah. I said we had a great Christmas period, some good wins. We beat Tottenham, you know, back to back. You know, we got some yeah. decent wins. I think we yeah beat Everton, and then of course the the six nil defeat at Liverpool at home. Sorry, against That's Liverpool, and then from there that was just... that, that was that, that was a freak result. That was a one off. That yeah. that was a one off. That you got you look at the run that we went into that game on. Game in, sorry. Liverpool can do, even though Liverpool want on the level of Arsenal United in them day. Liverpool's like a Chelsea; they could spank anyone on the day, and they just, he just, they just spanked us that day. What we should have done is just gone like that, bump, forget about that, forget about it. It can happen to anyone. It is Liverpool; they can do it, um, but it seems to linger on. I think we went to Cyprus, and it just, I don't know, it just seems to. Carried it on into the next game, which was Southampton. Now that was a hard game, and that yeah. was a hard defeat. That was the one. Yeah, sadly, after the basically after the Liverpool game, we only won one more game after that, and it was against Middlesbrough at home. And after that, we lost. Wow. And drew a few games. We we actually lost five 0 at Liverpool, didn't we, on the final day? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, just, uh, it, just, yeah. it turned into a bit of a. Um, yeah, it was just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't yeah, relegation confirmed. But um, we actually skipped a little bit because I know we lost at the San Siro because, of course, Ronaldo and um, a few other players decided to turn up and play that game. But what was that like playing Vare- at San Siro? Vare- Vare- the centre-forward scored an hat-trick. Yeah, scored a hat-trick, Vare- yeah. Yeah, yeah they brought a few of the big guns back for that one. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a different feeling. Because I'll tell you what, I think... Memory sometimes plays tricks, but I think they went one nil up. But then Bama went through one on one and had a great chance and missed it. Yeah. And you just don't know, do you? You don't know in a game. You don't know. But they brought the big guns back in Ferrari. I think he scored an hat-trick and I think Ronaldo came on and as a sub, the Ronaldo. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, when you're playing against, that was a different level. That. Yeah. Different level, yeah. But yeah, it was a great experience. Great, time. great, yeah. Especially for the fans, like I said, it was all behind the goal, and it took about ten thousand there. So, uh, super uh, day and uh, day and night for them. Definitely, man. Definitely. And then, uh, 
so yeah, relegation confirmed, um, and then yeah. go back to the championship division one at the time, of course. I, think yeah. that, I don't know if that's been rebranded at that point. I think that's maybe one more season after that, then I think it gets rebranded, um, okay. to, to the championship, and then of course, um, you know, sort of slow start. Of course, George gets sacked, um, and then yeah. a former manager of yours comes back, comes in. Well, Mugger, Mugger, Mugger went in, yeah. uh, take it yeah. for a bit. Caretaker, and then Joe came in, and <clears throat> Joe did similar to what George had done, where he, he got the club back to, you know, knocking on the door, getting in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think they were unlucky. I, can't, I got I got injured. I can't remember when I got injured. I don't. I had a labral tear in my hip, and it got it got mixed misdiagnosed. So I was out for the ten months, which was a nightmare. Um, yeah, bit of a slow start with George. It was hard. It was hard because you got that feeling, that, you know, it's like, like I said before, a bit of transitional players going out, players coming in that you think can battle away in the in the championship or division one, as you called it, and to get that mix straight away is hard. And we didn't get any good results. George paid the price. Mugger came in, and then Joe came in and, and seems to have a yeah, he had a bit of a, an effect at the football club. Um, yeah, and he got the club back back to, you know, at least knocking on the door, uh, going in the right direction and just looking the... I think when I left, they had that great season where they should have got promoted outright. And I think Wigan picked them at the end. That's yeah. when they had a good side. That was a time to get promoted. I think yeah. they had Chef Kikuki and uh, Darren Bent up front. Yeah. They should have got promoted that year, but just it was just at the end of the season. They seemed to we just hit the wall, didn't they? Yeah. Or well, back to back on the Joe with back back seasons we got into the playoffs and West Ham beat us in both semi finals in both seasons. Yeah. Bogey so, side, weren't they? Yeah, they were pretty much. Um but yeah, when Joe came in, I think his first game was because uh, we were still in the UEFA Cup despite being in division we one. Quali- we qualified through the <clears throat> the fair play. Yeah. Fair play system or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think we ended up playing another two, or three games in that in that, did, in that yeah. season. I can't, yeah. I couldn't even tell you who we played, mate. Oh, let me have a little look, see quickly. Let's have a see. Uh, Avenir Begum, Avenir Begum was one of the Who? Yeah, Avenir Begum was the first team we played. Where they from? Yeah, Luxembourg, I think. They're from Luxembourg, I think. Right. Okay. Can't remember now. Yeah, I think uh, we beat them eight 0 and one at the Heart Portman Road. as one of the games. I think Pablo scored a hat trick, and then um, yeah, went to Prague. Uh, I think we went to Czech Republic as well. That is that is that is Prague. What am I talking about, Ross? What am I talking about? But yeah, that was uh, yeah, I know, I know. I don't know. That's not a bad strong point for me actually. It's not a bad strong point. I I like geography when I was at school. Um, But yeah, I think we. It's just a weird time. We go go into these countries, definitely, and you're still in the championship now. You know, it's just yeah, yeah but just experiencing it. And I'm sure the fans went yeah. to, to Prague and enjoyed think, that. The one yeah. that we went out, we we went out with penalties. I think we were winning the game, and I think they scored. Or I think we scored late. I can't remember, but we we went out on penalties. Yeah, against um, Slaver and Libric. Yeah, we lost four two on pens. Let me have we a quick. If I'd never played against them, I'd never heard of them in my life. No, no. Good thing is you didn't you didn't need to take a penalty, so that's good because uh, Jermaine. I offered, and I offered to take one. Yeah, 
Yeah, Joe didn't pick me. Oh. I wanted to take one. Yeah. Because yeah, because Fanidi and uh, Jermaine missed missed from the penalty spot. I remember Jammer. I remember Jammer missing. Yeah, I think that might yeah. have been a decisive one. That. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, out out of the UEFA Cup, and then that is, and then I think that season we missed out on the playoffs. I think that season, yeah. um, by by two points. Uh, no, four points. Yeah, I tell you, I'll tell you why we went. I tell you, and now the game that was that, that did it was a Rotherham away went to Millmore. Um, yeah, end of the season. Remember, first half we played quite well. We might have been winning, can't remember. The second half, for some reason, we just imploded. It was a real disappointing day. That I think, uh, I think we might have needed a point or a win or something. Um, I mean, I think we ended up getting beat off Rotherham away. Yeah, two one. The fear. Yeah, just got it up now. Yeah, we took the lead in that game. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah they scored two late goals to win it. Was it? Um, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember that day. I remember being absolutely gutted because the first half we played quite well and we handled it quite well. It was a, one of the best of pitches. We didn't seem to have many good pitches in them days, but it was really bobbly. But it was quite a sunny day and we handled it well. And then second half, for some, I think they just started turning us and started going direct, and we just didn't handle it. We, I remember having a load of pressure put on us, just throwing the ball into the box. Uh, yeah, two late goals. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, we, we was looking to get in the playoffs. Then, yeah. and then uh, the next, the last game at Portland Road that season, we lost five one against Wimbledon. So <laughs> that was not a good game. That um, the one I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think I that was Matt, Joe, Matt who, last who, game at Portland Road as well. Yeah, what was? So what was the one where we beat Port? Did Portsmouth get promoted that year? We beat them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we beat them on the Friday because that was that, you know, that was the Easter weekend, weren't it? We beat them. I remember now you talk, you're talking about because um, they was getting promoted, so they brought a load of fans. But that was a that was a really good day. That the atmosphere was bouncing. Um, yeah, and they they was running away with the league, and we 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 pummeled them. We we, we batted them. I remember the atmosphere being really good that day. And then it wasn't long after when we, like you say, that Wimbledon at home, it just went. Completely the opposite way, like yeah. one of those flute games, five one at all. You think, oh my god! I remember being in changing rooms. And Joe says, "Come on, we'll go out and do a lap of. Uh, we'll have to go in front of the fence and do a lap. Well, you're kidding out. You're gonna kill us. We've got yeah. beat five. What even? We've got to go out one. Oh my god! Oh my. What are we gonna? Yeah. <laughs> and we had to go out and walk around. The... We shouldn't have done it really. No. I know you got to thank the fans, but." Not after getting beat 5-1. No, I think most of the fans were left probably by then. I think most fans probably left the ground. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whoever's left who's giving us a load of sticks. So yeah. we didn't want to do it, but yeah. we had to go out and face the uh, face the fans. Yeah. Um, and of course, at that point, I think that's when, you know, there was some money problems coming on the club. I think that's when administration was... Yeah, we went in. Coming. Yeah, um, we went into administration, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, yeah, did you guys know much about that? Did you get sort of told much, or because I know there's a lot of players yeah, had... on their way out and stuff? Yeah, we had meetings all the time. I think um, I think we had to defer our wages. We had. Lo- yeah, I remember having a few meetings, and um, I've never come across a situation like that in me in me in me footballing life. But what do you do? It's, it's something at the football club. Uh, I think when we was in the Prem, they built the not the not which was the North Stand. Yeah, North Stand. Both stands. They did both stands. Yeah, but they did 
the one to the right, the main stand on the first. Yeah. And then it was a north stand on the the yeah. the opposite side, the home, yeah. like the home end. Yeah. Yeah. And then they did that one second, and I think they spent a lot of money on the on the stands, which you know you can you can see why they did it because the. We was playing good football in the Premiership, and you're thinking, yeah, the, you know, we was getting full houses. We was getting full houses in the in the Championship. Still getting thirty thousand full houses, um, but then when you start losing those games, and you're not getting in the the playoffs or promoted. It starts to bite, doesn't it? And I think we, uh, yeah, we end up in administration, and we had to, yeah, we had to defer our wages. So yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. Not a nice feeling, anyhow. No, yeah, just adds towards. It just adds to everything. Then you know when you're not getting results. Um, yeah, it's not a nice feeling. No, and of course you know Joe probably is the perfect manager though to be there probably to be the head yeah. of that 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 you know that 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 team because he's been there just done goes, that. Just yeah. goes to show how well Joe and Willie did. Yeah, with the money that wasn't them. available, you know, we didn't. Yeah, and still yeah. get him in the playoffs. Yeah, and um, I mean, of course. Let's have it right with the, with the state of the clubs in at the moment. You still settle for the playoffs this year, I would think. Yeah, you take the playoffs now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I uh, think because it's, it's a long season. It's a long season. We've got thirty it's games a long to season, go. Isn't it? I'm just yeah. saying because if you look at, I mean, it's, it's still a big club, but if you look at the clubs around you, there, there's some big clubs there, didn't there? And they've just come down from the Premiership. You yeah. just think. January as well, January transfer window. January, not to say it's which won't get promoted, but I'm just saying before the start of the season, you would have you would have took the playoffs would have been an yeah. absolute bonus. So yeah. in then days, it was the it was the uh, the least we was thinking of. We was yeah. thinking of promotion, and and then you think about the playoffs. We settled for the playoffs, so it just comes to show you how, or just goes to show you how well Joe did really, did really considering well. all the circumstances. Yeah. And they had to cool. sell a lot of players, well, players then as well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, Matty, Matty Holland got sold, you know, Captain Fantastic and all that, and some other big players had to leave. Uh, you know, of course, there are some players coming through. You know, Darren Bent was coming through the academy, so I think that was sort of those, you know, still happy with those players. And, and, Am- Ambrose, Darren Ambrose. Darren Ambrose uh, as well. Do we have anyone else coming through? Can't remember. Remember those two? Those two good players. Yeah, two. two oh, they're uh, the he, ones. Ian Westlake. Ian Westlake as well has come through, yeah. There was another one. Uh, of course, that's when you know we re-signed Tommy Miller, you know, because Tommy was an interesting one. He was part of the academy at young age, and then he went back up to the northeast. He played for Hartlepool, and then we re-signed him. And of course, he then right. became, you know, a really good player for us, scoring loads of goals in midfield and stuff. And you know that that season, your final season at the club, that's when you had that injury, didn't you? And you missed that. That, that was season. a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. We played. I think it was West Ham at all. And I just, I just, <laughs> I just collapsed. Didn't know what it was. We just, my leg buckled. I thought, oh no, you just get up and run on. And I thought, oh, that's okay. And then I went to do a back pass, and we just went again. I thought, oh, and there was a lot of pain this time. And uh, when you when you do your hips, you get the pain in your, in, your, in your groin area. It's weird. So you just know automatically think you've pulled your groin or whatever. Anyhow. I went to see a few specialists and it got misdiagnosed. And I ended up doing about 10, and 10 months. I had two or three surgeries. First time in my career, it was a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Just just when, you, when you're when used to playing games week in, week out, and then you have 10 months on the sidelines, you ask any footballer, 
And the hardest time is when you're injured, you've got to go in the gym on your own, absolute nightmare. Um, and then you're watching all your, your teammates play and start winning games and all that. It's just an absolute nightmare. You get dead jealous and, yeah, horrible time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Players playing in your position and you're like think, am I going to get back into the team now? Because, yeah, you said yeah. that. I remember doing had... a, I made a, I made a bit of a, I made a couple of comebacks. I'll try to make a couple of comebacks. Comebacks, but try and play again. There was one at home. I think we played Charlton Reserves at home. I don't think he even made it to 20 minutes. Just straight away knew that this ain't, this ain't right. This you know, had to come off straight away. So, And then you're thinking, well, I've got to have another. You've got to have another surgery. Go and see another specialist. You're having injections, which I can't stand injections. And you think, you know, man, when's this gonna? When is this gonna ever end? What a nightmare! Nightmare! Horrible. Of course, at that stage, you probably think, "Am I ever going to play again?" As well, you know, that must be in the back of your mind, maybe. But I didn't have that feeling. I didn't. Okay. I didn't think I was going to retire or anything. I was still at a good age. Yeah. I just. I was just, I just wanted the right surgery. I just wanted the right person to see it. And we came across this guy. I think he was a S X S A S medic, uh, and he gave me so much confidence. He came in, did a couple of tests. I think I went in one day, put me out. He had a look at it, and he knew by where I was getting the feelings, where the pain was coming from. He said, "Yeah." He said, "I know exactly what it is. I've done it before," and he just gave me that confidence. Just to know that someone knew what he was doing, he said, I'll, I'll do it. He said, I'll have you back in three months. I said, You're kidding me, just add 10 months out. So yeah. I'll have you back. In. He said, By the day that I do the surgery, you'll be back in three months playing. Gives you that so much confidence. And then in the, the time frame in your, in your head becomes different. Now you're going into the gym, and every day you're getting closer to the end of that three months. So it's a different mindset. Whereas before, you don't know when you're going to be back playing. And when when he when he said I'll have you back in three months, I've done it before. I know exactly what it is. Bang, in, get it done. Just you, you're full of confidence then. And yeah, you back, you? yeah, you're back. And then um, obviously, end of that season, you're out of contract. Um, yeah. Talk about yeah. potentially signing a new contract. Um, there's yeah. reports of you going missing, um, and all that sort of stuff. Um. Because you know, there's. I'm sure there's. You had, you had options. Because you also you want to make sure that that option is it's a long term option. Because yeah, you, I think there's like a, maybe a well, few months. No, I was never yeah. going to get long term. I've been out for ten months, so I was yeah. never going to get a long term. At least a year, but, year contract. Yeah, anyway. I think there was a few, there was a few of us that left in the summer. I think John McGreal. I can't remember. Jammer might have gone. There was a, it was it was one of those. <clears throat> it was one of those transitional periods again due to players that you can bring in on a certain wage because you're, you're an established championship side. I don't know whether they had the parachute payments, I think they'd finished. So the wage structure comes right down. I remember going, I remember being offered a contract. It was like like a third of me. I was on a third of the original contract that I was on. So and there was always a question mark, question mark about me getting back to But I knew I was going to play football again. I just knew. I was doing pre-season, I was flying, I was doing a load of running, I was kicking the ball with no no real trouble, so I knew he was going to play. Well, I think the club were like that, whether I'd come through this injury. But, so there was a discrepancy then. But I've been there for three and a half years. This was the longest I've been at a football club since um, I was at Oldham Athletic as a kid. I was there for about 11, 12 years. 
So I was at Ipswich London, I was at Sunderland. <clears throat> and um, I think at the time I had it in my mind, I wanted to go back to France for some reason. I could go on a free transfer and go back and play in France. I think that was on my mind at the time. So yeah, everything come to a head. Um, and the missing part, I don't... What happened then? We was, was in pre-season, I don't think I went missing, but we was in pre-season and I had options. I had, Leicester City was coming in for me. Oh, and that was it. Um, I went for... Um, I was supposed to be signing for Bolton Wanderers, who was in the Premiership. So I had to go to Bolton, do some fitness tests, have blood tests. I was talking to the second side. I was at, they'd done the contracts and they were supposed to be signing. And I'd done all the fitness tests. I think I passed the fitness test. And I think they signed David Unsworth instead. I think Unsworth went there. So then I was on. I was in limbo again, but I ended up going to Leicester City on a better contract. You remember, you know, you got to look after yourselves when you when yeah. you're negotiating contracts. Like any line of work, you've got to go with the best offer. Sometimes I ended up going to Leicester, which turned out to be an absolute nightmare. So yeah. <laughs> should have stayed at Ipswich because yeah. it was flying that season. Joe yeah. really, Joe Willie really turned him down, and that was that season when they they should have got promoted. Yeah, should have got promoted. And I, I came back, I think I came back with Leicester and they battered us and I'm thinking, why did I leave? What, what, yeah. You know, when you think to yourself, why? But it's all in hindsight, you can't do anything mm -hmm. about it. You've made your decision, you got, you made your bed and you got to lie in it. But I, I remember thinking, I shouldn't have left. I wish I was back there now. I'd love to play in that team now. But yeah, just got Joe, actually, I'll, I'll sign that contract now. Yeah. I'll but, then, now. but then it was, it, it was it the following season? Yeah, because that's the end of that season. I came back with Leicester, and then I went on loan to Derby, and I came back with Derby with George, and we was going for we was going for um, we was going for the playoffs. We had a good side there at Derby, but each which were top of the league, yeah. and they beat us two one, and that was at Portman Road, boiling up day. Um, and I think he, you know, I was I enjoyed it at Derby. That pre-season, I ended up going to Reading. We ended up getting promoted. With 106 points, and we beat Ipswich. I remember playing against Ipswich at the Medeski, and Ipswich was on the way down. And I was getting promoted, and thinking, well, you did make the right decision in the end, then. But anyhow, you just had mad feelings and during your career where you think, have I made the right decision? Have I not made the. And I should probably. Well, I shouldn't have left uh, Ipswich when I did, but I did. Hindsight, so. as you said, hindsight. Yeah, know. exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, you just never know what can, what's around the corner, and then you know injuries, and you know managers can get sacked as well, and you're like, oh, and a new manager come yeah. in, and you're not in their plan. And... I, was, and I had it in my head, even though I'd done that ten months out. I think I was thirty or thirty-one. So you, once you get over thirty, back in them days, you know, you're thinking, I've got to get thirty-five, because that was like the, that was like the perfect age. That's when you got your your pension off the PFA. So you're already thinking about retirement and you look at the players nowadays, once they get over 30, they're going to Saudi and America now. They don't hang around, do they? No. They don't. Not, they do not, no. There's, no, uh, there's no loyalty now these days. You know, well, then, you know, it's, a, it's a short career though, isn't it? It's a short short career. There's never, there's never any, there was never any loyalty in football. Don't no. There's, there's never, you know, back in the day, in my day, you, you could get like... Uh, you could get players that did 10 years and get a testimonial, but it's very few and far between. There was no loyalty in football. 
The football club don't want you. I had it at Sunderland. They didn't want me. They wanted me out. Bang. All right. Well, I've got to go to which which. Yeah. It just happens, doesn't it? And then when players don't want to be at a football club, they leave. And man, it's the same same with the man. The only loyalty is with the fans. There is at a football yeah. club. That's it. Yeah. Players, managers, chairman, they all come and go. It's only it's only the the supporters that stay with the football club. Well, have you um have you actually got a message to to the town fans really? Like in terms about your how you sum up your your town career, you know, some ups and downs, obviously, and you know probably didn't end the way you wanted with that injury. You know, you played at West Ham game. That was the last time we we saw you in a town shirt, unfortunately. Had a great time. Joined a, a fabulous football club. Had a great time. Like you say, ups and downs. Well, that's football when you. When you're not at the likes, when you're not playing for the likes of Liverpool's and Arsenal's and United Chelsea's, and you know there's only so many top teams that always win the games. At the, at the, you know the rest of us, you're winning and losing. You got to take the good times with the bad times. But to get to Europe, to play in Europe with each, each town, like especially nowadays, you look at it, you think, no way, did that happen? Did it really happen? And and. And we did it, and you know I had a fabulous time. I've got, I've got no message. It's just the only message is all to get promoted this year. Yeah. Be great to see like um, for them to build on that success from last year. I think they, they got the confidence to do it. We said about before, would they settle for the playoffs? I don't know if you ask the town fans now. What would, would they settle for the playoffs now, or would they are they thinking of automatic promotion? Because the mindset, you've said it's sixteen games into a season now, so I would I would think the the players' minds have changed. I think before the start of the season, they would have said, you know, let's push for the playoffs. But with them being in the position that they're in now, they're probably thinking, no, we can actually do it. So I just thought one way or the other they get, they get promoted. And once they're back in the Premiership, my word, it's going to that would change the football club, wouldn't it? In terms of finance. Uh, it just turns you into a big football club all of a sudden, doesn't it? So yeah, I hope I hope the the good times are back. I hope they get back in the Premiership. It'd be great to see the be great to see that uh, if they keep that football kit, it's like the similar similar ones that we wore last time in the Premiership, wasn't it? So yeah, it'd be good that. Definitely. Well, it's a nice little thing because we we wore that kit the season before as well when we got promoted because I think they kept. Oh, last year. Back then, yeah. No, um, right, no, this okay. season's kit from when you wore it in that 2000 season, the Premier League, they also wore that the season before and the playoff season, you know, when they went to Wembley and stuff. Because I think, yeah, 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 oh, right, then, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, 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 they used to yeah. keep the kits for about two years in them days, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember so, it, yeah. Um, so you never know when things align, don't they, with kits and stuff. And well, you, see, you see them all, don't they all come on these, um, these websites now where you can buy the old kits and all that, so. They seem to like the old kits, don't they? The all, all the supporters. Remember the one that when they changed our second season in the Premiership, <clears throat> that was a nice kit as well. Yeah, it was like a, little, a bit of a lighter shade of blue, though, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit lighter shade. Yeah, I'm gonna see if lighter I can really find a picture. I got to quickly find a picture of it so you can see it. Yeah, you in it, action. Who's, who's, I don't know. Is you celebrating with Jamma? That's that. Um, that's that. Fulham, Craven Cottage. That, that yeah. Jammer scored then. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. So who, who was that? Who was sponsored by them? Punch. 
Uh, no, uh, an energy punch. company, I think. Oh, yeah, Punch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Punch. Yeah. And then TX, TX Energy, is it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. Matty in the background. Well, yeah. Holland, yeah. Amazing. Have you talked, do you talk to any of uh, your teammates from back then? Or? Yeah, we've done, yeah, listeners, actually a nice little way to plug other episodes. Yeah, we've spoken it's to... Coming up, then. Yeah, well, we've done we've in? done it already. We've done Matty Holland in yeah. many times. Um, yeah. Trying to think of who else. Martin Royster. Spoke to Martin Royster. Fabian Will. Coaching Willis. now, isn't he? Yeah, in Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in Holland. Martin was a good player. I like playing. I used to play on the left hand side with Martin sometimes, and um, he had that. He had that wonderful knack of cutting in on his right foot. He could put a good right footed cross towards the far post. He had good technique, Martin. Good guy as well. I like Martin. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Yeah, he was um he was also part of the the kit launch this summer as well. He was part of the away kit. So of course we had the orange away kit, and uh, this season yeah. we've got the orange away kit. But he was part of it as well, the kit launch. So I think um okay, I, think, I think fans just love that era. You know that, that era of yeah. you know, that, such a successful era, and those players were so likable as well. Have you got? Have you had Herman on Herman and Radisson? He, he's, he's on the he's on the list. He's he's, <laughs> he's hard to track down because I know is he's he? a character. Yeah, is he? Why? What's yeah. he doing? I think he's back in. I think he's a manager now in Iceland. I think. Oh, that's why you can't get all of him. Once you go on the manager's side, the, yeah, and, and definitely the Iceland. focus. They just, yeah. they just have they just have uh, tunnel vision, don't they? So, yeah. you see, I like that. I like to hear about what all the old um, what the old players are doing. It's amazing how where you find them and what they're doing, and yeah, unbelievable. Well, that's um. That's a great little link up that there to end the the, the chat. Really, is uh, what you're up to now, Chris? Because as we mentioned, you're now in Qatar. You've been yeah. out there for twelve, you know, twelve seasons now. How did that sort of yeah. come about? And what you're up to? Oh, how it come about? Um, we got a bit of a hint that there was a job out here, and we jumped on it when probably we shouldn't have done. We took a chance. Or buzzer, Mickey, somebody took a chance, and uh, we jumped on it. You got to remember when we came out, it's just. It was 10 years before the World Cup, so not many people had heard about Qatar, only through the World Cup. Not many people or ex-pros watched to come out here, but we took a chance. We came out here, and 12 years, 12 seasons later, we're still here. So, we, yeah, we, like I said, we we covered a local league in, in English. That's changed a lot. You've got the likes of Coutinho out here now, and Xavi was out here. You're getting bigger um, names out here all the time. So we've seen that game, um, that side of the game, develop over there as well. They had the World Cup, which was off the wall. It was unbelievable. Fantastic time. Um, that's weird, isn't it? It's like a year ago the World Cup was here. Just... I don't know about you, Ross. When you get to my age, the time flies, mate. It flies, mate. It's already a year since the... we was getting ready for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. The first game was like, yeah, when this comes out, I think it's probably, yeah, maybe a week before the first game, yeah, because it's scary, before. mate. Yeah. yeah. Did you um? Did you bring all the family with you then? Was it did all the family? We had, had family out. We had to stagger it because we hadn't got that much room here in the apartment. So I had um, my brother came out, our kid came out, uh, my mum and dad, my son came out, all at different stages. And uh, yeah, we did all the England games. Had all the banners up, all the flags and all that. And got behind England, and um, and we managed to get a couple of the Brazil games. Always watch to watch a Brazil side in the World Cup. Ever since I watched them in '82, you know that the the 82 Brazil side was one of my favourite teams with uh, Adair and Falco and uh, Junior and Socrates. That, that, it was, so I've always been fascinated by Brazil. So, 
Yeah, we managed to watch them a couple of times, and we was on the uh, the metro with the Brazil fans there, crazy. Yeah. You just come bouncing on, mate. They don't care, them lot. They're climbing no. all over the place. <laughs> Unbelievable. Everyone has a go at the England fans, but these the South Americans, yeah. they're barming them lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Argentinian fans, never seen so many fans in my life. They must, they must have bought about 40,000 fans out here. It was unbelievable. But the the atmosphere was superb, mate. I don't know if you, you know any England fans that came out at the time. But we yeah, all had a belting time. Yeah. yeah, we had a belting time. Fantastic time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. good, mate. Yeah. What's, it, what's it been like, though, living in Qatar, you know, the weather and, you know, just a different culture, obviously. But, yeah, it must have been just a, a experience. Great, life. mate. Yeah. yeah, you think everyone that's been over there, once you come over there, they think, oh, everyone said, whoever I've had out of visits, I didn't realise it was like that. You know, everyone thinks it's closed and, you know, this and that. It's not, it's very open country. Um, we have fabulous time over there. The weather, you know, goes dark about five hour five at the moment. It gets a little bit rainy, a little bit dingy, but the summer times, everyone leaves the country because it's just. It's like 50 degrees, it's just too much. So everyone just departs. <laughs> the airport's rammed all the time with people leaving. So but it's good, mate. It's all good. Yeah, I've been out here for what, what 12, uh, yeah, 12 seasons. So my daughter's out here. She's, she only, she only knows, she was nine this year. She only knows Qatar. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. She started playing football as well. Never thought I'd see my daughter play football, but that's the, uh, that's the way of the world now. It's unbelievable, isn't it? The girls get a chance now. They get a fantastic opportunity now, the girls, don't they? Yeah. Unbelievable how it's changed, how the game's changed over the years. Now the, now the girls are playing football and it's great to see. Unbelievable. Yeah, we have a, we have a good Ittridge Town women's team. They, they play at a decent level. They? They're, they're yeah. aiming to play, you know, one day hopefully playing the best league, you know, with the Super League. But they've got good backing. What, and they. Yeah. What division are they in then? They're the third division. So they're so just under three, the championship. So there's three divisions now for the, yeah. the women's. There's more. There's loads. There's loads. There's loads of divisions in England. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing a lot. Definitely. In the so UK. how are they doing then? They're doing well. They're, they're fighting for. They're fighting for promotion. Um, they're Who, now full the other, time. With, who's yeah. the other teams in that league then? Who are you Portsmouth, Portsmouth, yeah. Plymouth. Right. Um, who else? On top of my head. Um, they're, they're the ones who we're really battling I mean, at the top of the table is Portsmouth and um, Plymouth and stuff like that. So, right. oh, fantastic! You know, yeah, yeah. A, Did they get good crowds? What the crowds? Yeah, decent like? crowds. Yeah, decent crowds. Where, where um, did they play at? They play at fit. They're playing Felixstowe, right? Felixstowe Walton, but they they train at the training ground with where the first did team they? train, which is good. Wow. Um, you know, McKenna's gone to some of the matches, and some of the players yeah. have gone to watch some games. So oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're back. They're back to an extent. So then, you know, hopefully, a game at Portland Road soon. Yeah, it's just it's um, how it's changed for the the girls. You've got the opportunity now to make a a professional career. It's just it's just incredible. It's incredible. I find it fascinating how it's changed. Yeah, and uh, some of the crowds you get is un- wonderful as well. Definitely the World Cup in Australia, of course, recently, you know. Yeah, we watched that. Mm. was cheering on England. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, just disappointing, isn't it, whenever we get beat. It's yeah. like that in the World Cup. We went to the French match. Me and Buzzle went. And um, I thought we was going to do them that night, but it wasn't to be. And you still get, even though like, I'm 50 years old now, you still get that heartache when, you, yeah. when, you, when your country gets beat. Just, you think, why do I support football? Why do why yeah. am I? 
Yeah. <laughs> Does your head in, does it? Why we support him? Yeah. Be better off without football than be like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you, do you get opportunity to come back to England? Have you come back to England much? And do you know if is there? Well, is I went to pro- Devon and Cornwall. It was near yeah, Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, King Sand and Cole Sand stayed there. Um, not too see. Uh, yeah, two summers ago. Um, I go back whenever I can. Ross. Yeah. Uh, I was back in Manchester for the funeral. It's just that, I'm at that stage in my life where you know you're going back with the. The funerals get it's more and more on the horizon now, so we're at that stage of our life. So I think I'll be popping back for more funerals and weddings. So um, I get back whenever I can. I'm in no rush to. I love it out here. Yeah, of course. My, my daughter's settled out here, so that's it. She loves her life. She 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 plays a football out here, and you know you know with the kids at that age, when they're nine years old, they're doing loads, aren't they? Yeah. So you can't really take them out of that environment, but yeah, we get back every so often. Yeah, all good, mate. I'd have to get. I'll have to get down to. I've been to Ipswich for years. I'll have to get yeah. down and go back to Portman Road and have a look around and you know get a kit for me. She loves a football kit, so I'll, yeah. I'll get the Ipswich kit. That one for yeah. my daughter. I'll try and get down to Ipswich Town sometime. That'd be good, mate. Yeah, because there's a lot, yeah. lots changed. There's a lot has changed. You know, the stadium. Um, even, even the training grounds change. You know, just even the town centre. You know, has changed. You know. Some some, some of the tap centre is not great, but uh, it's like many towns and many cities, as you know, it's great. But a lot of change at Portland Road. Town centre really used to be. Town centre was beautiful when I was there, though. Yeah, like the waterfront bit and everything's fine, but there's some parts of it to which you go. But that's like. Well, they just they just started building all the flats when I come to yeah. the tail end of my career. It's rich, you know that wasn't really a um, a go-to area, but then they started building all the flats there, the apartments yeah, yeah. and all that. But the town yeah. centre was always always nice. Yeah. Yeah. You still yeah, go out but, in Switch? Uh, it's not to be fair. That's the problem nowadays. There's not many places to go out. If you know what I mean, Honestly. to you know, really enjoy. Uh, you know, as a lot of pubs have closed down. There's not any like nightclubs or anything for people to go to. Which yeah, that's the case of a lot of towns though in, in England. You know, they just because it's just yes, which is a sad thing. Is there? You know, so. Yeah, there's a few pubs still, you know, you go to and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and there's a lot of pubs, a lot of town. Like, the thing is, we're now, with the team being successful and sellouts, the town centre is yeah. just buzzing because people yeah. you know, people are going out and they're going to, you know, the pubs that are yeah. open and they are going out it, for food and stuff. It's it's amazing what the local club, if it's successful, what it does for the local economy. And, you know, yeah. honestly, if it's which get to the, the premiership, the, the town feels the effect as well. It'll, yeah. Hopefully, if they do this time next year, the town will be buzzing, won't it? Definitely, man. Definitely, yeah, Chris. yeah. Well, um, well, Chris, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, I think we've taken a lot, a lot of time up, but um, yeah. Any other business? Uh-huh. Any other notes you want to mention? No, really, no, nothing. Uh, for the great time, love the chat. Any time, got another chat. Um, this time next year, whatever. See if it's switching in, in the Premiership. Might be to, talking about different types of games, and let's see what happens. But hope oh, you do well in your career. That how are you doing yourself? Okay. Is it going yeah. well? That side of yeah. things, yeah? Yeah, all good. All good, yeah. So yeah. just covering Ipswich Town, you know, winning yeah. every week because, yeah. yeah, we're currently 12 games unbeaten. So, yeah, Perfect. what's up to love? Yeah, exactly. Enjoy the good times. You, you've had the bad times. You know what that feels like. So yeah. when this when this time, it's like a, when you're playing football, when these team times happen, you've got to make the most of them, mate. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's mate. easy now, isn't it? This is the easy... The easy time of football when you're winning. It's easy yeah. now, isn't it? 
just, just I don't want it to be, you know, taken away from us too soon. You want it to you know, enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, all the best, pal. Yeah, all the best, my friend. Well, thanks for joining me and I uh, hope everyone's enjoyed another edition of Where Are They Now? Where are they now?